And we're back with another episode of The Loyalists, much anticipated, because, Sam, we may just be sharp. We got a lot of things right this week, um, and it feels good, just feels, just feel very validated about our entire process. Uh, I feel like we've been right there so many times, uh, and it feels good, you know, to go four and one. And most of our takes were pretty pretty bang on we it's weird because i definitely felt more confident last weekend but you were right we were just seeing the board and honestly if it wasn't for ollie watkins that was an easy comfortable five and oh yeah uh that's that's the problem with goal scorer props we might be so maybe should be done with them should we just be done with them should we just disavow them now yeah, I'm I'm not against it. Uh you know, I, I feel like if you're seeing the board, why why mess with the goal scorer markets? Um you know, it sucks. You know, I was between Eddie and Ketia Hattrick and Watkins to score, so tough call. <laughs> we definitely have an apology that we owe Eddie and Ketia. <laughs> um listen, I'm not ready to go where some pundits have this weekend. Some Pundits are like, this guy's clearly an upgrade over Hoyland. Hoyland's been awful, and I still would probably rather have him over Eddie and Kedia. Um, I, listen, I saw a stat going into this game because fans were pissed because it's not just Sam and I that have been done with Eddie. That Eddie, up to this point, had 16 goals through 96 Premier League games. And then it was up against uh, our center back, Gabriel, who had ten has 10 goals in 90 eight Premier League matches. Eddie's return has never been good. And up until now, and still probably after now, that third goal, that hat trick, that was a freaking moonshot. I would ne- like, he's taken so many of those shots. I'm just like, he's never, ever going to put one of those in. Credit to yeah. him. It, w- it was his day, but I, s- I still would rather start Gabby Jesus. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with this game, gotta be honest. Um <laughs> the screamer that he scored, I just I had no idea that he had that in his locker. Like such a good like third goal to complete the hat trick. Um it was just very impressive. Uh I don't know if we're diving into Arsenal specifically, but like well done to Eddie and Ketia. I'm sure that the England fans are gonna be very reasonable about this. Yeah, that's that's something we should be excited for. If if nothing else, um, he definitely just jumped up like twenty million pounds in the transfer market, and that's exciting. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't want to jump right into Arsenal. Uh, how was your weekend? It was wonderful. Um, just the weather's been spectacular. Got to hang out with you Saturday. Uh, we hung out at Misconduct, and then. Talk to a few other places about maybe going to meet some other people. Um, so l- lovely Saturday. Um, and then just, you know, took it easy. Played some uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Unbelievable game. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but can't recommend it enough. Sam, this is the second time that you've really, like, asked me about Nintendo Switch Sports on this podcast. So I can't uh, stop. You really ask- be loving it. I dude, I can't stop talking about it. It's just see the Wii should have been the next big thing, and I know like so many times we talked about that, 
But they just missed the mark just by a little bit by taking themselves too seriously. Nintendo Switch, they were like, let's just lean into this thing. And Nintendo Switch Sports is an unbelievable game. I, I played 18 holes of golf by myself. It was delightful. I gotta come over for a round. Um, <laughs> I'll book this in time. It, it's perfect. Is it the one where you're like on a summer resort? Because that's the only one I played. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Yep. And there's the the main ones are like vo- beach volleyball is one of the main ones. Oh yeah. I play. Tennis is still really fun. Tennis was always my thing on Wii Sports. Always. Um, I think there's a soccer that's fun too, but. I got to get a Switch back. I, I had a Switch, and now I don't have a Switch. But definitely, like, a must-have if you're having friends over. It That's the thing, is gaming is no longer of, like, a group activity unless you have Nintendo. Well, I think multiplayer probably has something to say about that, but uh, that I understand where you're coming that, That's not the same thing. That's that You know that's not the same. Um. No, I I agree. I mean, it's a tough time to ask me as we're about to start our pro clubs journey together as a group, but um, it is a little bit different. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the weather has been spectacular. Uh, we had a lovely Saturday throughout Philly gallivanting. Uh, Misconduct host hosted a great Arsenal event. Um, Got to watch the fan the game with some lovely blokes. Um, was not the most interesting game. I'll say that much. Uh, Arsenal won that one handedly, and we didn't really need to pay too much attention in the second half. But uh, we were following closely for our Bournemouth pick um, on my phone at the table, and we were very happy. To which people around us were very confused, as it looked like we were just cheering because. Trossard made a pass, but Bournemouth had won the game. Yeah, uh, Bournemouth came through for us, which was good because it paid for the parking ticket that resulted in a, you know, that that win basically mitigated your parking ticket you had to pay. So shout out to the PPA, the terrorist organization that they are. Um, how, how much time was it between you renewing or us getting to your car? They gave me a good six minutes and... Here's the thing, like there's a there's a joke there. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I understand and kind of respect Park Mobile's game to be the monopolizer of uh, an industry as big as parking. You gotta you gotta put your hands up and commend them for it. But if you're gonna be in cahoots with the local law enforcement, I'm gonna I'm gonna disrespect you as much as I can. Cause that's just despicable. I, I'm convinced my that that park parking agent wasn't just wandering around when my Jeep suddenly w- went off parking. Park Mobile absolutely shot them a little text. They came over outside misconduct and they slipped me a ticket. And it's disgusting. It's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um... I'm pretty familiar with Park Mobile, Park Mobile's game at this point. Uh, you gotta imagine PPA has them on the payroll. It's disgusting. It's a little bit like Newcastle United getting that penalty um, <laughs> with <laughs> having refs train in Saudi Arabia. You gotta wonder. Um, it 
they're not too far away from each other, those two things. Um, but let's jump into this weekend because we had some fine results, but more than anything, we just absolutely killed it. And I, I hope one person out there tailed. I haven't heard anybody that has, but I hope somebody did. Um, we haven't given any reason in the last few weeks not to tail us unless like you just don't want to be even. Yeah. I mean, it, it pays to be a loyalist. That's all I'll say. hundred percent. Um, <laughs> we, so tough start, uh, palace hosting Tottenham. We said it was kind of a weird spot. Um, I just want to say our logic with rat lines and, uh, Vegas wanting you to do something was like two for three. And I'll take that every day of the week because we said that um, you shouldn't take West Ham over Everton. They were home and they were plus 110 and they lost. You shouldn't take Newcastle at minus 125 and they drew to Wolves. And Tottenham had the same exact odds as Newcastle and they eked out a win. Uh, I don't know that this makes you feel bad better about Tottenham besides the fact that they can get these wins where in the past so Spursy has made sure that they didn't yeah it's an impressive win um the expected goals were absolutely diabolical in this game um Palace I feel like can't say they were the better side but have to feel like they you know wanted something from that game and felt that they deserved it honestly um, you got to give credit to Spurs though. They just keep churning these out. Uh, big Ange is at the wheel, uh, as Bayern Munich sit in third, uh, Tottenham Hotspur are in first. So a lot of Harry Kane content. Um, I'm here for it. So good on Spurs, I guess. Weird though. Very weird. Madison was definitely in his bag the entire game. Um, he looked like yeah. a man possessed. Uh, tough one for the people in my camp of Odegaard's better than Madison, um, as Odegaard didn't play this week. I mean, after the, after the game, Arteta said he'd been dealing with a knock, so it's fine. That's my king, but not great. Uh, Madison looked like the best center attacking mid on the planet. Um, what's disgusting is their first goal was so lucky, um, and they didn't have a shot on target until Sun's goal. Um, and then Palace easily could have had a draw at the end. I mean, it's not the easiest chance, but they squandered it. Um, so would have liked to be even on points with Spurs, but it is what it is. I'm pretty sure um, the top three in Arsenal City and Spurs have the most points by any top three uh, after 10 weeks ever. Um we got a title race, folks. Wow, that is that is one hell of a stat. That's crazy. Um, for Spurs specifically, I know we had talked about their upcoming games. Uh, you know they they've been squeaking out results, but I feel like they haven't been playing that well. And I, I don't think it's unfair necessarily to say that. Um, so their next few games are going to tell us a lot about who they are. Um, so they have a Monday night game next week versus Chelsea. Then they have Wolves, Villa, and City. West Ham, then Newcastle. So that, you know. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. In, 
enjoy the top of the table, Spurs fans. Um, because we're going to find out what you guys are made of. Um, shout out to Young Min Sun, though. Like, guy is absolutely loving life without Harry Kane. I like that we said on our first ever podcast as a joke that Kane might have been holding Sun back, and then he actually was. Yeah, that was – it's quite jarring that that happened. Uh, that was a good bit, but like, okay, this may be a bit that's gone too far because I think it's true. He looks like the best player on, on earth, honestly, right now. I'm, he's the best player in the league right now, player of the season. Um, and that sucks because I've always liked him. We've talked about this time and time again that they just get these likable guys. Um I had him on a silver squad on FIFA 14 when he would played for Hamburg and he was my striker. And like, I just have ties to Hungman's son from nine years ago. He is such a fun player. Five-star weak foot always can do, score from anywhere fast. He served in the military. Like what, what, what isn't lovable about this guy? Great celebration. Come on. Sam's doing it right now for the listeners. Yeah, I had had to, had to hit it. Had to hit it. Um, yeah, dude's flying. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with Madison. I mean, I think we both expected him to like fit very well in this team. Um, I think I'm just surprised because you, you think about last year how bad Lester were with Madison and like in. In our brains, like when you think about teams, you're like, well, someone has to be at fault here. But like Leicester are balling in the championship and James Madison is balling at Spurs. So I, I don't know what to think about last year. Maybe just a Brendan Rodgers issue. Tough. That's that's tough. Am I wrong? No, it's tough, but it's fair. It's hard yeah. to argue that. Also, I, I don't think they knew how to deal with the rapid decline of Jamie Vardy. Um, yeah. He's still not really whatever he was. Um, I think that was a – it felt like a quick peak because, you know, it was like four years where he was at the top uh, level of Premier League strikers, but he also came onto the scene so late in his career that it's kind of makes sense when you think about it. Um, and without his prowess, um, I think he suffered a couple knocks as well. I don't think they were fully prepared with that. Um, they, I mean, it looks like Dewsbury Hall is coming into his own, but I never really rated uh, Ian Nacho too much, and Madison didn't have Hungman's son to dish it to. So I don't know. Uh, it, I feel like you put all that in context. It makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, both parties really like symbiotic departure there by for Madison. And that's a good thing. It's a, it's good when both people win the breakup. That's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, you see it time and time again. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Tottenham first place, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. We got, we got, listen, I was telling Kev on, uh, on PlayStation last night. It's just like so annoying that they can be this good or maybe be this good, but have this many points after selling their best ever player and getting a new manager. It just bothers me. Like for a while it was like kind of cute because I never felt threatened by them. But now I'm like, if I'll be really mad if we went through this, like 
unbelievably legacy defining beautiful rebuild and then they were like oh yeah we we sold kane and then hired Ange, and now we're better than you if they like if they compete for the league like what does that do to harry kane's legacy in your eyes um that makes him the best loser of all time (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, i think that's directionally correct i like it i'm trying to think of a good comp um I don't know, like Carl Malone. Not, <laughs> not in terms of like the personal stuff off the pitch. He's all, all things aside, Harry Kane is like by all means a great dude. Um, but Carl Malone put up a lot of big numbers and could never get it done. So, I think we should pivot. Uh, that wasn't my best. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Yep. Next game, <laughs> Chelsea Brentford. More comedy. You want to apologize? No, I don't. Because I watched a lot of that. And I think Chelsea were a better team. And for the most part, that's a fluky win by Brentford, who are frauds anyway. And I don't want to be the Chelsea defender. But that was like they scored one goal. Chelsea had a million chances, didn't put any away. And then fucking Robert Sanchez comes up and tries to tie it at the death. And they walk the ball in the net. Like, that's not a 2-0 win. Um, I know you think they had 17 shots and 70% possession, and they had 90% pass accuracy. Like, that's an Arteta stat. I don't want to be – I'm listen, to the listeners, I'm partly doing this so I can feel better about dropping points to them. That's definitely where this comes from in my soul. I'm not a Chelsea defender, but I have to be right now because Sam is ready to say that, like, they're really bad. What did I tell you? What what did I tell you about this team? I told you that they couldn't finish chances, and they were incredibly lucky against Arsenal to finish two of their chances. And what happened in this game? They didn't have a penalty, and they didn't have a fluky goal. So guess what? They didn't score, and that's that's the Chelsea we know. Listen, I never thought I'd be in this corner, but now I'm backed up against the wall. And just wait till Nkunku comes back. (laughs) I'm all the way in. Apparently, this is where I've planted my flag, that Chelsea are decent. Um, So this is not the um, uh, development that we expected, but, you know, that's the Premier League for you. Uh, I thought they had a lot of good chances. Um, In the post-match, Pochettino was like, well, um, we, uh, Nico Jackson, what, did he not play? No, he played. He he played. He had a two point six. That was his rating. Um, two point six. Um, you asking if he played was just like so perfectly like emblematic of this game. Like that's how bad like the Chelsea finishing was. Like it no, was, but Coach Palmer missed a sitter like and completely whiffs the ball inexplicably. Oh Pochettino Pochettino said he was like, well, we've been unlucky and Kunku got hurt and he is somebody that scores a lot of goals and all we need to do is score goals and nico jackson wasn't good today that's what he said um (laughs) that is objectively very funny um i i don't know what madueke is good at 
Um, but I think Palmer, I think I've undersold him. I think he's actually pretty good. Um, he put in a lot of good services. Uh, and I rate Sterling. Caicedo was fine. Gallagher got himself in a lot of good positions and he didn't know what to do from there. Um, I don't know if Tiago Silva is going to like walk from this team into his funeral in 30 years. Um, but that's what it feels like. Um, and Robert Sanchez, all I'll say about Robert Sanchez is I didn't, I wasn't familiar with his speed because he caught up to a striker. I think it was in Buemo. Um, and nearly got that ball back. Wildly impressive, like <laughs> sprint back. Like I, it took my breath away. The I fact that that's forty. The fact that that I need the next gen stats on that. It was unbelievable recovery run. Um, it's gonna be like at the end of the season, fastest sprint, and he's gonna be on the top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor Gallagher is so annoying. Like anytime he gets the ball, I'm like, I- I'm not worried where this ball is going. Um. I thought, I thought Raheem once again like was was pretty good, um. But like Cole Palmer, like I think he's better than we gave him credit for. But like, dude, he has to finish that chance. Like the one he that does. rolls across his body that he just whiffs. It's like, my guy, what are you doing? Like, get something on the ball. A lot of Chelsea fans were saying, "Wait till Reese James comes back." I don't know what we're waiting for. Um, he's their right back and their captain, I guess, but like, doesn't add a ton. He's like, I think, am I wrong in saying he's just like a Luke Shaw? Like he's, I I think he's worse than Luke Shaw. Um, and I think he's worse than Trent. He's definitely worse than Trent. I rate Trent, um, not defensively, but I think I'd rather have, uh, Trent. Um, that's what I'm saying. What, like, I just think Reese James is fine. But like yeah. I, I don't think it's like but that's what I yeah generational talent that like is breaking this team by not being there. I'd argue like Robertson is a way bigger miss than Reese James. Oh no, I agree. I I also think Kukurea stinks. Oh, he may stink. He's definitely on fraud watch. Like, like I actually really liked him at Brighton, and then I've never seen him do anything impressive for Chelsea. And now that I'm like watching these games, he actually is like very unimpressive. Yeah, like in an the attacking that like we saw in the service that used to happen, that's just like dried up. It's just not a part yeah. of his game anymore. And then it leads you to be like, okay, he's an undersized left back who gets caught out of position. So like, what is he bringing to the table? I also don't think the hair helps. Like, no, I think that's a it sucks and it doesn't look good. And I think you need to be good if you have hair like that. True. Very true. You got you got to be a baller. That's that's part of the deal. And we move on. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, if I like Chelsea, but I think they're better than Sam thinks they are, and I actually think at least they have some direction, um, unlike some other big clubs. Um, that's the direction. Yep. No, it's. I think it's trending more upwards than that sam was pointing down for the listeners yeah um if you're not one of our three youtube subscribers you wouldn't know um yeah you wouldn't but speaking of fullbacks with hair to back up their talent arsenal five nil that was a that was a ode to ben white who dyed his hair white um a lot of people at the bar were not fans of the of the white hair um i, I heard some claims that he's been playing like shit since he dyed his hair 
I don't really ever see Ben White fluctuate his performance. He's kind of like the most solid player in this squad in terms of what he gives you. And I totally agree with when Arteta doesn't think he should play some games because he's got a very specific play style and it's like going to work for like 90% of the teams. But there's very there's very real times where like we should have Tomiyasu in there to man mark or a certain like that, a certain situation like that. And that's fine. I think he's like an extremely serviceable player and he's not even like that much of a real right back. He's like a right center back. Um, but Arsenal looked wonderful. Yeah. Um, ben White is awesome and handsome uh, in spite of his awful haircut. Um, yeah, just a full dominating performance. Uh, shout out to Eddie. Unbelievable hat trick. Um, did not know that he had that in his bag. It was just it was just one way traffic. Like I, I don't even know how much you take away. Like that is a really bad team, um, and they tried to close the doors, and then Arsenal blew it wide open. So I, I don't know if you take away much from either side. It was interesting because Sam and I were talking about at the bar. Like you don't think about this often, but a lot of time, like a lot of um, sh- shitty teams have to play. Like this is a game where they really were just trying not to get hammered and they did. Um, They never had a chance to win this game. I don't know that they got a shot on frame. Um, Let me check here. I believe Uh, they had a 0.02 expected goals at the end of the match. They had two shots, zero on target, 32% possession. Um, I love that. Yeah. Arsenal were just super clinical. Um, Eddie, I don't. I think there's a reason you're not even seeing a debate now. Like, is Eddie the starting striker? Because I still feel like most of us don't feel like he is. He's not. I mean, he he scored his hat trick, and that's amazing. I mean, just look at what happened midweek. Like what Jesus did midweek. Eddie could never do that ever. Um, uh, and that, yeah, that's just I, reality. Yeah. He can't score that goal I, or make that assist. That that that's just. It's fine. Eddie is what he is, and that, and that's okay. But like, he's never going to be better than Gabby Jesus if both of them are fit. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. Uh, Christian, my cousin, your good friend in the group chat said he just bought himself through the January window. I I think he got his value up, and maybe it's like a swap deal for Tony or something. With we have to send less money over. I don't think he's totally out of the woods there yet. If we we can find a cheap upgrade, um, because there's been plenty of games he doesn't have it. But then again, after the game, Arteta said, uh, "Now you see what I see. Uh, Eddie is top top talent. Um, I'm sure he's just gassing this guy up. Credit to Eddie. I'm not trying to take a lot away from him. Um, I know I'm not. I know I'm already being critical, but this was his day. Uh, he looked wonderful." Um, Nearly drew a penalty again. He's just really astute at poaching fouls. Um, just a nice skill that he has. Uh, but there's a lot of times still in this game in possession where he just didn't make the right pass or lost the ball or was offsides. And it's always going to be annoying if you watch the games as often and as closely as we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, great hat trick. That last goal was maybe Arsenal's best goal this season. Maybe a, definitely a top three. Um, Tomiyasu first goal for Arsenal, uh, Fabio announced his wife's birth of his first child, um, with a celebration. Um, that was confirmed by the way, Sam, 
Um, you were right. Uh, people were questioning the uh, celebration, and Sam said, proud having a kid, and he is. I did. Um, yeah, Arsenal were just dominant. Um, and Sheffield are the worst team in the league. They're worse than Luton. I stand by that. Okay. They have one point, dude, and they have minus 24 goal differential 10 games in. That is so that's, tough. That's insane. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to replicate that. That's true greatness. Um, yeah, I'm not taking much away from this game. Credit to Eddie. I mean, I, I think – I can't imagine we make a move for Tony at this point in the – January window. Um, you think if, there's no way? If they play hardball, I can't imagine. I, I just, I can't picture us like overpaying for Tony to have Eddie and then Gabby Jesus also. I just, like three is just a lot when. No, it I, wouldn't be three. It would, I, I think there's been rumors. They're not real rumors, but they're like daily mail and sun rumors about like a swap deal where we would just offload Eddie. I mean, you're never going to see me saying we shouldn't sell high if Eddie has a good run of form here. But why would Eddie want to do that? That's the only thing that that is like hard for me to understand when people like talk about that. Why would Eddie be like, yes, I want to go to Brentford? Like, What's the upside for Eddie if he can just stay at Arsenal, play every, get a good run of games in because he's always getting a good run of games in? I guess just to be the number one guy somewhere. Um, but he almost is with how Jesus is always injured. So, I mean, it's you're right. It's a good point. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm just probably being hopeful. I, I think he's a good dude. I just don't like watching him play all the time. That's all. Yeah, and that, I think that's fair. I think a lot of fans feel that way. Um, but speaking of shitty teams, Bournemouth-Burnley, we were on this one. Um and Bournemouth came out on top uh, to secure over a unit for us. Um, we were watching this on my phone at the bar. Uh, it was 1-1. Burnley scored first. Bournemouth equalized in the first half and um, took a while, but Bournemouth scored. Um, and then there was a five-minute offsides review of when Burnley equalized. And it was close, but it was definitely offsides. Yeah, Philip Billing with an unbelievable uh, goal from, what was it, 40 yards out, 35, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it brought us life. Uh, it's exactly what we needed to change the narrative. Um, that VAR offsides review, I haven't seen any discourse about it, but it was one of the craziest moments I've ever seen. Uh, just very clearly, <laughs> Jay, Rodriguez, Jay Rodriguez's head is offsides. Uh, and for whatever reason, they just couldn't figure out drawing the lines for five minutes. It was crazy. Dude, it's my biggest pet peeve. I think it's just because of the one game where uh, Arsenal played and they said we forgot to draw the lines, but why don't they just do that right away? Like it's, It genuinely seems like idiotic that it's not quicker. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like that would be your priority is to draw the lines because that proves uh, offsides or onsides. Kind of so all I, you need to do. It's kind of all you need to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily get it either. It's very strange. Um, but shout out to Bournemouth. We needed that one. Big relegation six pointer up the cherries. Thank you for that. Well, now it's kind of how it should be, right? Um, because Bournemouth are safe, and I think Luton's in seventeenth. Um, 
and that's who we think is the worst three, right? Luton, Sheffield, Burnley. And now um, Bournemouth have six points after they just got their first win, but they already had three draws. They're one, three, and six, while Luton's one, two, and seven. They're on five points. Burnley's on four points, also has a win. And Sheffield are 0, 1, and 9 with seven goals scored and 29 goals uh, conceded. So I'm sorry, that's minus 22 goal differential. That's on me. End up one point. It's it's just hard to even analyze that. That's crazy. If you had to pick one of those three to stay up, who would stay up? Luton, dude. That's my team. I have them in our predictions, and the dream is it's awesome that it's still alive. I mean, it makes sense with the parity um, to have t- three teams this bad. Like, that's how it, four teams this bad if you count um, Bournemouth. But, like, that's Tottenham Arsenal City at the top right now. They're just so much better than everybody. Then Liverpool are only one point off of City and Arsenal with 23. And then Villa are one point off Liverpool. Villa are <laughs> Villa are the team that we thought were thought Brighton were. Um Brighton have still been good, but Villa have just been on another level. They have as many wins as Arsenal and Liverpool. It's crazy. That is that is bananas. I did not realize how close Villa was to the top tier. That is wow. I think they're just going to be unstoppable at home. I think that's just who they are. Um to go into Villa Park and get any points um, is going to be the a huge test for bit for teams this year. Um, but we can move on uh, from that relegation six pointer. We were on it. We're a sharp Bournemouth with the victory, and then another one we were on Wolves Newcastle. Uh, we had the over, and that that came pretty easily. Yeah, over was pretty easy. Uh, covered in the first half, which you love to see. Um, Thanks to Saudi money. Yeah, shout out to the Saudi money. Big, big fans of what they do. Um, Dude, that penalty, your thoughts? I mean, it's just not a penalty. and There's no way to convince me that it is. But, well, besides me having over two and a half, that convinced me it was a penalty. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is exactly the script that we said for Newcastle. And this is why we were worried about betting them. Uh, Wolves can actually play. Um, Their second goal... From Wang was, oh my sick. god, it was Dude. unbelievable. Just so well worked. Uh, like three guys with nice moves. Um, one of them being like their CDM, who I was not familiar with his game, who got it on like the corner of the box and then like got it to, uh, Wang and he just absolutely does the defender. Um, I think it's Cher. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think um, it's Fabian Cher. Yeah, and then just. So, like one of my favorite types of finishes to, to get him near post. Yeah. And Sam texted me that Nick Pope could be on fraud watch, but I don't think it's because of that goal because that was impressive. No, the other goal was kind of problematic. I don't know if you saw it. You're going to beat a lot of keepers going near post like that, but remind me what was the other goal? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, okay. It's fine. We can, I mean, we don't have to do that. Um, I trust you if you say it was problematic. And Nick Pope's never been the most impressive to me. He just kept a lot of clean sheets, but it was more last season, but it was more so more so because their defense was really good and still is. Um, hmm, now I got to figure out what this other goal was. Uh, Mario Lemina. Wilson, Wilson in the um, 
in the Isak spot, getting two goals, uh, one being a fraudulent penalty, but that's got to give Newcastle hope fans some encouragement. But yeah, with Villa being as good as they are, I don't yeah. think I don't think Newcastle can be considered like top four again. I'm looking it up right now because I I need to see what it was. No worries. Um, Wolves though, with like an impressive stretch, like they're really stringing together some really good results at this point. Um, they just beat Bournemouth. Uh, obviously they suck, but they drew Villa now on 10 men, which like is now looking like a really impressive win. Um, they beat City, which like can't do much better than that. Um, and they've just been playing really good, solid ball, like just classic, like we can beat you if you give us the chance uh, Premier League ball. So I've been impressed with them um, and definitely going to be monitoring their progress going forward. Yeah, and I actually feel like both goals that Newcastle had were, like, pretty fraudulent. Uh, the first one's, like, Saw, like, fumbles the ball to Wilson, who, like, pulls off a nice finish, but, like, like it wasn't, like, well-worked or anything. And the other's, like, the kind of the crappy penalty. So I, I just feel like Wolves were the kind of the better side overall in this game. Um, very impressed with them. Um, but, you know... I, I'm I don't know. I, the, I, I guess I didn't give them enough credit coming into the season. I'm looking at the stats. Um, yeah, and that's weird because you usually like Wolves. Um, I'm looking at the stats. Uh, they had 43% possession, but they had 11 shots and 6 on target. And Newcastle had 13 shots, 5 on target. So it was a pretty even game. Um, Newcastle had more fouls, more yellow cards, and less corners. Um, yeah, you definitely walk away from that thinking Wolves may have been the better side. They were at home, but Wolves Wolves are impressing me. Definitely are impressing me. You find that goal or no? Yeah, it's off a corner. I forgot about it. It just Nick Pope comes out and just, like, isn't anywhere near the ball. Um, Some which is sick. shit. Yeah, and and just there's no one on the far post, um, which is the best, right. especially on corners. It, it's so smart tactically. Um, we'll never understand it at any point. Doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, Nick Pope comes out, doesn't really get close to the ball. That's what uh, that's what had me triggered. I forgot. Uh, but yeah, like I said, over two and a half, a little bit fraudulent. A corner goal, a fraudulent penalty, and a weird keeper fumbles the ball, and then a wonder goal. I don't know. That just means we're more sharp than we think we are. Um, I love because we also s- thank you because we also saw this one coming. Um, I didn't feel the need to watch uh, any of this. But West Ham lost to Everton, um, and just it's just like was we saw the rat on the floor like with this it was it was blatant. Um, that that's just such a tough spot for West Ham um, to lose to Everton away. West Ham just might not have it. Uh, maybe Moyes is out soon. Ooh, I did not expect Moyes out. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, I think Everton have been playing a lot better ball than people are getting giving them credit for. Um, Merseyside Derby, I actually thought they played pretty well against a really talented Liverpool side. And they played Ashley Young at right back. Um, uh, Calvert-Lewin's goal was sweet. I don't know if you saw it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. West Ham, really disappointing. Sneaky and a I bit just... of a run. I just want to say 
um, their last win in the Premier League against a team that... This is a lot of scrolling. Against a team that isn't in the bottom three currently was against Brighton, which was a which is an impressive win at Brighton especially, but it was on August 26th. Since yeah. then, their only victories in the Prem have been 2-1, to, 2-1 against Luton and 2-0 against Sheffield. And it's crazy because I love their roster. I love what they did with the Declan Rice money. And we've given them a lot of praise on this podcast, but I think I'm I think I'm shifting my narrative, and uh, I think they may stink. Ooh. You ready to fade this team? I'm ready to start fading West Ham. Yeah. Wow. I think they are just a lot. Uh, I think they get a lot of more public love than they're worth. I just didn't realize that they've been that shitty in the prem. That's that's very. Uh, jarring the fact that they you have to go back to August 26th to see a victory against somebody that's not in the top uh, that's not in the bottom three that's like three months ago two months ago man um that that is hashtag not good um I mean were they in this game at all did you catch any of this game not gonna even lie and say I did All right. <laughs> no, I I mean, I saw Coward-Lewin's goal, which was nice, but, like, I, I just I can't imagine that, like, Everton were sustaining any kind of attack. They had 64% possession, and they had less shots on target than Everton. Wow. Um, That's not... Check out, um, checking out the player ratings here. My guy Kudus started... Had a four point one. Alvarez, oh. another guy that. No, I'm sorry. This is out of five. Google does oh, out of God. five. God. Google does out of five. Um, yeah, most of their guys. Uh, your boy James Ward Prowse had a three point four. Bowen had a three point four. Ariola had a three point four. Uh, Susek had a shocker two point eight. Zuma had two point eight. Yeah, I don't know. No, this isn't good analysis. That. I'm just ready to fade West Ham. That's all. That's all that we need to say here. All right, let's move on. I'm good with that. Um, Brighton Fulham one one. You catch any of this? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. I mean, this is exactly what we talked about, though. Uh, being afraid about Brighton. Um, actually, I called. I caught the highlights of this one. I actually thought Wobi was pretty good in this game. I'm not sure if you saw any of it. Dropping points to Fulham at home is pretty tough. They've been pretty bad. Um, Palina scored to equalize uh, midway through the second half. Ferguson to score once we knew what Welbeck uh, was out and and um, Solly March. That was probably a good move that we didn't see. Yeah. Um, that felt obvious, um, but yeah, one one to Fulham. Just after singing their praises and just loving how they play, not great. Ferguson's goal was pretty sweet too. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I did see. I did see. It was impressive. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's a for eighteen. He just has. He's so clinical. It's absolutely crazy. He's gonna go for one hundred ten million. It's gonna be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. idiots with a podcast will say he's worth the money after <laughs> nine games. 
deck was worth the money. I still stand by it. Uh, <laughs> thanks to all the listeners that reached out and told me if you agreed with me or didn't agree with me. I appreciate it. Um, there was a, there was a whopping zero responses on that one, but that's fine. We're um, monitoring. Uh, we are all over it. Don't worry. Uh, we have Dex returned to West Ham, in which I hope he doesn't play a minute because it's the EFL Cup. Um, that's this week. Sam did was not even on his radar. Oh, um, that makes me want to makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope not. I hope we rest everybody. Um, except Ramsdale, get Ramsdale some some minutes. Then we have Villa Luton Town. Uh, Villa thrashed him. Villa Park Fortress. 3-1 to Villa. Um, no analysis, really, uh, except Ollie Watkins. What the fuck, dude? Ollie Watkins, you're dead to me. This game could have been 12-1. Um, I watched <laughs> I watched the second half, and when I say like one-way traffic, that doesn't even do it justice. Did you see Luton's goal in this game? Mm-hmm. They're just they're just the kings of like hilarious goals. I Emmy Martinez just diving and things bouncing back off him it's a dangerous trend that continues it was, uh emmy martinez was looking ahead to his um what's that trophy called lev yashin the yashin trophy brother i got you're on a different planet what's up <laughs> <laughs> the trophy for the best keeper uh he got awarded it today the best keeper in the world that he got that today happy for him um, I'm pretty sure it's the Yashin trophy because there was a Russian guy that was in FIFA that had a hat and it was really funny because he was an icon that had a hat and in game he had a like a fuck this. Um this Luton, is really good Lutonville analysis. <laughs> I'm over it. Um yeah, Luton stink, uh, but I still want them to stay up for the comedy. Um and Villa are just really fucking good. I don't know. Shout out to Villa. They took care of business for us, completed our Newcastle over two and a half. Somehow that was plus 113. What a great bet. Um, that one just felt good and was pretty safe from the jump, which you love to see. Um, yeah, shout out to you on that one. I just, I'm mad at myself for the Ollie Watkins pick, but we're done. No, Sometimes lessons are expensive and we're done. I'm not worried about it. Um, and then Liverpool host Nottingham Forest. Uh, Again, kind of one-way traffic. Real quick, um, shout-out to uh, Luis Diaz. Hope everything's okay there. That really sucks. His parents were kidnapped, um, and his mom was found, but his dad is still not. Um, but really nice gesture. Um, when Liverpool scored that their first goal, they held up his jersey. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers. Hope everything works out that sucks um but they were dominant over forest um forest also kind of stink but they're not as bad as the other stinky teams yeah i um i actually thought matt turner played well in this game because uh, i watched this one and i thought matt turner pretty much stood on his head did everything he could to not concede goals so i, I was impressed with him uh yeah it was really touching uh to see like people um it was uh, Jota, right, that scored and then held up his jersey? I believe so, yeah. He scored yeah, that in the 31st minute. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, obviously, horrific situation, so hope everything resolves itself with that. But Liverpool, keep moving. Um, 3-0, it's exactly what you wanted when Forrest come to town, so credit to them, took care of business. And 
uh, credit to them because uh, they helped us win money also. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. I was worried about those odds plus 186 from that parlay seeming too easy, but it ended up just being correct. So I'm glad we strung that one together. I wish we did two units, but that's fine. Um, it might've been a little bit too heavy off of so many even weeks to jump into that many units. And we still went up plus four and a half, and that is a great result for a weekend and looking to build next weekend. But one thing I want to touch on before we end um, for, uh, for next week, um, obviously we got, one more game left before we get to that, and uh, that's United hosting City in the Manchester Derby. Holy shit. Sam, did you not watch any of it? I watched the second half. Um, oh. I mean, City first half, easy money. Um, after Great like, watch, find there. Great find. Watching the highlights, like, I mean, City could have scored three goals in the first half. Is that crazy to say? So they started off. Um, they started off. United was actually playing better than you'd think. Um, they definitely were starting slow. City looked poor for the first, I don't know, twenty minutes, um, and then they get a penalty. I don't know. It's like one of those penalties where it's like some refs are going to call it, some aren't, and that sucks. That that's part of the game, right. but I don't think it's the worst penalty ever either. I there's a lot of salty Arsenal fans because I saw three clips go viral amongst Arsenal fans of times that that happened to Arsenal and that didn't get called. But I just think that's the nature of that. I think it's probably like 40% of the time going to get called. And being that it's the nature of that call, it shouldn't be called in a derby. I'll say that. Um, but it was, and it's probably as a penalty. Um, the One of the announcers said that they do it on the half field line. It's a foul. So I, you know, I agree. It's probably a penalty. Um, he pulled the guys. Uh, I think it was McGuire. No, it was Hoyland pulled, um, pulled down Holland, I think. Um, and Vieira reviewed it. Was it not Holland, Sam? I think Hoyland pulled down Rodri. Maybe. I don't know. doesn't really matter. Um, and Holland puts away the puts away the goal, um, and then it was kind of all city. And fucking Eric Ten Hag, like after the game, said the penalty changed everything. Um, not going to comment on that. Not whatever. I just am like, I finished Charles Watts' book Revolution, uh, and he talks all about how Arteta's biggest thing coming into the club was um, that people needed to. Be, okay, I just got confirmation from our producer. It was Rodri. Um, <laughs> that's Sam typing in the chat. Um, You're the worst, dude. <laughs> oh my god, that got me so good. Okay. Um, but our accountability was such a big deal. Um, that's why Alba was out. That's why like Laka was out. Like we need pl- Arteta wants players and himself to be holding each other and themselves accountable all the time. And maybe I'm just too used to Arteta saying like that was on me. Like I could have done a lot better. But Pep does it too. Pep said it after the game about Arsenal. He was like, I didn't prepare well enough. And he basically said Arteta was like out tactic him in that game against Arsenal. The, to blame this when you're so clearly the worst team and you're like miles away from Manchester City, to blame this entire result on like a 50-50 penalty call is kind of like blasphemous. And it's the same fucking guy that started 
uh, Evans over a healthy Varane against fucking Manchester City. Like, are you high? I'm actually, like, offended. And, like, I don't know. I'm done with this dude. Like, he – I don't care what happens. Like, he, he's probably going to get sacked, and it's probably the wrong choice because I think you need to give a manager more time. But, like, he said we played the way that we wanted to play. Like, that's what, what he took away. And he, and he said, I started Johnny Evans. It was a tactical choice. What the fuck are you ta- – like, what? Is it just me? I mean, uh, no, there's a lot of people that are upset. Jamie Carragher, I don't know if you saw that clip. Um, him and Gary Neville talking. Gary Neville trying to blame Manchester United, the organization, instead of Eric Ten Hag. Um, dude, I have I have no idea why Eric Ten Hag gets so much credit. They were, like, thoroughly beaten in this game. Um, yeah, there's also levels to this. Like, after the game, like, Pep is coaching Holland. Uh, on what he did incorrectly and you see them like kind of like getting annoyed with each other uh and then Eric Ten Hogg's like oh yeah there was a penalty like you know that changed the entire dynamic of the game what are you talking about like Onana played out of his mind in this game I thought he had so many good saves shout um, out to shout out to Onana he he that was another apology I wanted to give out because he stopped us from being 6-0 he was actually yeah, really I good. thought he played I thought he played exceptionally well um, and th- this game could have been six nothing. Like the sprinkle parlay that we gave out as a joke, like it could have hit like going away. It could have been two five zero resu- results. Both of those games, the sprinkle hit. Um, wish we gave that out officially. That was ten to one and ten that, to one. That comfortably hit. Um, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, City are just there's they're just miles of like better than United and when they're that much better than a team, they, they win. Um, there's not that much analysis to go into it. I thought Hoyland was bad uh, and he got taken off to make Rashford the starting striker. Hoyland is now 007, agent 007, zero goal, zero assists in seven games. Um, and that's tough. Uh, Anthony also zero goal, zero assists, seven games played this season. Um, they are not getting what they need. That's 150 million combined for those two. I actually rate Hoyland from what I've seen. Like, I feel like the goals just aren't coming. Like, he he will score, obviously. It's just he's struggled in the Premier League. He's been good in other competitions. Um, uh, He's just a young – he's a kid, you know, and coming to the Premier League from Serie A, it's a big gap there. Um, For a player that's been this uh, spotty to start a Premier League season, I actually – for a rival team, I actually – from what I've seen, I'm impressed. Um, but he's got to be better in terms of finishing. Um, he didn't have a ton of chances, uh, but like he wasn't in greatest position. He had one good chance that he did pour on, uh, when he was through on goal and, uh, just kind of stumbled. Um, but it was a poor pass from Foden that he could have equalized. Um, but I guess Ten Hag forgot to mention that when the game was totally changed by the penalty. Yeah, I I actually thought Rashford was pretty good in this game. He had like one half chance um, going away from goal. Uh, it would have been a lifeline to get them back in the game. But like the thing is, like City were just so much better in this game. And I, I'm, it's so silly to me that people would say otherwise, and it makes no sense to me. Um, <laughs> Ten Hag game. I got to give these quotes. Incredible. Uh, when will you be able to play the same football with Manchester United that you showed with Ajax? Ten Hag, never. 
We will never play that football because those were different players. This is also not why it came here. We are playing different football than I showed at Ajax because I have to, because I can't play the same way. All right. If that's the case, then what are you doing here? Like, do you think Manchester United brought you here to play a different kind of football than the one you've shown? Like, what does that mean? Explain, make that make sense to me. Yeah, I, I saw that and I did genuinely did not know what to make of it. Yeah, I got to reinvent everything that I did well here. Like, and but you didn't you buy like four of the players that you had? No, I'm, I'm confused. The, you buy the entire IX team. You come here based on a body of work. Like when Pep Guardiola went from Barcelona to Bayern Munich, do you think he said, no, nah, we're going to play a completely different style? Do you think that's do you think that's what Pep Guardiola said? Like what, that, is, that is that is crazy. Like that this is an this is a literal psychopath. This guy has no idea what's going on. What Ten Hag should have said is I did not realize that the teams in England are way better than the teams in Den- in the Netherlands. <laughs> I I mean I don't know how long of a leash he has, but did you see the Twitter exchange I sent you about Anthony by the way? Which one? The one from uh, the dude AFC IX on on Twitter talking. Oh about, yeah, dude! Like that was so know, good. Anthony is not worth a hundred million, and all the Manchester United fanboys are like, "Yeah, he absolutely is. He absolutely is worth a hundred million." And he's the guy was like, "All right, man, like come back and look at this tweet in two years." <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, no, that was that was gold. Um, shout out to United Trey on that one. He got cooked. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Anthony stinks, dude. He came and just like got harassed by Doku and then just like kind of hit him. So not sure what that says about the guy's character. Um Yeah, they're just miles worse than Manchester City, man. And there's not really much analysis to be had. I mean, Man City minus one fifty was just like not even remotely a sweat. So that wrapped up our plus one eighty six parlay. Um I I hope that Ten Hag can bring them another EFL Cup so he can win a trophy that's my goal for united this season because i think they're worse than chelsea i agree with you um if jose Mourinho was if jose Mourinho was managing this side he would be sacked a lot of guys would be sacked if they were managing i think um i think ten hogs like just not somebody he's not a project guy i feel like he's he probably can manage teams that are already established as like good teams, but he came into a wreck and he can't, he's not the guy to fix it. That's all. He came into a wreck with like really good players though. Like I, I just can't understand why this guy keeps getting out like finesse King. Like I don't, I can't understand. Like people were talking about, he's getting a contract extension. How is that possible? What has he possibly shown? that I can't see or pundits can't see that justifies him getting a contract extension. The guy like the guy can't win a big game unless it's like a VAR decision, like he blames that anytime he loses. He blames the refs anytime he loses. He gets thoroughly outclassed by like other managers. Like and it's not even just like the big managers, it's not the big 6, it's other teams too. I I, I, I think- can't I can't get my head around it. I don't get it. Uh I think he's toast soon. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not sacked by the end of the season, honestly. I'm planting my flag there. And I think Ole was better. Kind of liked Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, honestly, I think he was better. 
Um, but that wraps up our games from the match week. I just want to say I'm before anything. I just want to say I'm a little scared, Sam. I don't know if you've seen, but at St. James Park, Arsenal are plus one fifty. That seems like they're begging you. Yeah, I love Newcastle already in that game. Um, hate to say it, hurts, but um, if we're gonna be smart about looking at money, like plus one fifty. Oh man, I, I'm laying off probably. For sure. Um, but that just about does it. Uh, I will say stay tuned for Friday. Um, we'll have an upload in the evening, but uh, we might be uh, having our first guest. I'm excited. Um, so stay posted. Um, and anything to close us out, Sam? Um, uh, shout out to the Saudi League. Um, you know, you, you don't have a Ballon d'Or winner like MLS does. Uh, sucks to be you. Um, sucks Ronaldo didn't even make the top 100. You hate to see that. Uh, shout out Lionel Messi. Um, absolute king. It's his eighth? His eighth Ballon d'Or. Um, I think it should be his last. A lot of people have said it wasn't Holland. We said this early on in the pod. It's kind of fine either way. Um, Messi won the World Cup. I understand that was last year, but I think they still count it. Um, I know he went to the MLS, but he won the World Cup, became the GOAT, so why don't you just give him a Ballon d'Or to seal it, and uh, he'll probably never get one again now that he's out of Europe. So that's fine. I think that's that's fine. My hot take is Ballon d'Or is an absolute trash trophy anyway. Not aesthetically pleasing to look at weirdly shaped probably inconvenient for Messi. where is he going to put eight of those no thanks i think he donated one of them already um so that's whatever boo (laughs) whatever uh yeah that's that's the ballon d'or talk shout out to soccer and odegaard for being in the top 30 love those lads um i think soccer got 24th odegaard 28th so on the up and up hope odegaard feels better um wore his jersey this week and he got benched so my jersey curse continues um but it's um good cameo from Havertz so that's that's cool um was it yeah it was we're not getting into this right now have a good week everybody all right see ya